Hey, everybody. Ed Carbohall and Matt Hawkins with you live for Invicta FC 49, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out AllAccessMMA.com for your mixed martial arts news. Um, the link for if you're watching Invicta FC 49, it's on the bottom of the description here. I'll put it in the audio description when I upload this to uh, the audio version of the podcast, too. Uh, Matt and I are doing this because the homegirl, Jillian DeCourcy, is uh, fighting for the title against Jessica Delboni in this event tonight. So we are doing the, we finally got to uh, the last three fights, two fights before the main event. And Matt, I, uh, I'm, uh, I've been kind of excited all day for our, for our girl, Jillian, to, to take her shot at greatness. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in her. I mean, she's definitely a different animal lately so um yeah man i mean thank you for uh doing another fight side chat with me yeah fight side chat number two <laughs> yeah absolutely hopefully bring a little bit of spark to this card last fight was uh had some entertaining but uh first couple bouts uh a little bit slow we've had uh what four decisions in a row so we're hopefully uh get something going here um with uh this matchup but yeah obviously looking at looking ahead to the championship fight uh we're blatantly openly cheering for yeah jillian um you know she's filled in for me on the show she's come on as a guest so uh you know we'd love to see her get a title uh title chip belt and uh and, and fulfill her uh her dream of, of yeah a lot of hard work yeah, a lot of hard work a lot of positivity when uh you know yeah she's always been positive uh, from when i've Met her yeah. on the show and, and going back on and Twitter. tough as nails too. She never gets uh, finished. She's always if she lo- if she has lost, it's lost. She's lost by decision. Um, right now, Liz Tracy and Valeska Machado are coming in the cage. Uh, just a uh, one note about the co-main event that they said at the beginning of the broadcast. If you haven't been watching, uh, Maiju Suotoma and Caitlin Souza are the co-main event. There, uh, Suotoma was supposed to fight Christina Warhorse Williams. You might remember her from Bellator. She's the one that uh, finished, uh, uh, gave uh, Heather Hardy her first MMA loss. Um, that fight was supposed to be the original booking two weeks ago. They changed it. And then obviously Delboni and DeCourcy are the main event. But um, while we're watching the fights and making our comments, uh, as uh, the ladies enter the cage, uh, Liz Tracy's walking in now. It's a lot of news that we got to talk about in between. Um I don't know where you want to start. I mean, we're already kind of already started as we were waiting to get near the end of the card. I, don't, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of good MMA, including this card, Invicta FC 49. I mean, for if you're a fight fan, your weekend starting right now with this card. And then um, come Thursday, there's one championship 161, which I think is there's is, uh, some uh, mostly Muay Thai card. And then they have their prime video event on prime video two. Um, which if you don't have Prime Video, make sure you use our uh, link that's also in our description to sign up for Prime Video and watch the fights there because uh, it helps us out and uh, you're fucking missing out if you're not watching that because they they have great pacing and they don't ban anybody from events for any weird reasons. And then (laughs) Saturday uh, is the Bellator 286. Are you going to that one, Matt? About 70% right now. Prices are a little (laughs) high. I'm kind of monitoring tickets. I want to go, um, but gas is also approaching $7 in my neighborhood. So 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it's, I want to go support Bellator, but, uh, you know, a $400 day, uh, when I could watch it on TV for free, it makes it, mm. makes it harder, but, um, I'm going to do my best. I'd say that. about 70% chance. I, I figure out how to get some, make happy drive you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure We'll figure something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's a loaded card. Uh, and the more I look at the card, it makes me want to go, um, yeah, you know. the card is like it's really fun. I mean, if if you're comparing cards, you know what I mean. Not for nothing. I mean, if you're a fight fan, an MMA fan, right? Like that's the one that's like guys and you and I, guys like you and I, we try to watch everything, um, but as we become grumpy, grumpier old men and we see shenanigans, we'll we will watch the shit that that uh, you know watches us, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I try to catch uh, all the bigger stuff now and obviously i i you know cage warriors last friday so i make it around to uh to events still and, and i try to follow it but it, there's just so much it's almost it's almost frustrating because you think you're on top of it and then you realize there's 65 other events going on across the world um at the same time <laughs> you think you're on top of it so you know unless yeah. you're Caposa, it's it's hard to it's yeah. hard to keep up with all of it i don't but, even you know, know how the fuck that guy does it <laughs> He's, he's literally on 24-7 watching fights and putting up No, highlights. I mean, you know, living the dream, but yeah, uh, yeah I have no, no idea. He must be like that. a stock, a stock like uh, fucking Wolf of Wall Street type of dude. <laughs> Who knows, man, but he does great work on Twitter. He's done great work on uh, MMA forums for going on a long, long time now. So that's the guy to check out at Grabaka Hitman if you're looking for fight links or uh, just a general schedule. Um, if you're looking for fights that uh, we've Like you want to know what's going that, on, like, yeah, like – he puts up literally everything you can watch on the weekend. That's true. I, I actually share and refer to that a lot. All right. The ladies are about to kick off in all, all kinds of ways here in Victor FC 49. Um, I I actually don't know much about these two, but they definitely look ready to go. Let's hope they are. Let's, <laughs> let's yeah. hope that we get this going. Uh, hasn't been a punch thrown yet. Uh, here we go. Machado, Machado looks like Sonny Kiss from AEW. With that bleached hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Tracy, uh she's got like the uh what the, the her shorts reminds me of what's his name? Remember in Bellator he was like the knockout guy until Melvin Meinhoff, who just retired last week, showed up. Uh Douglas Rhino. I forget his oh, last Mar- name. Oh uh, Marshall. Doug yeah, Marshall. yeah, yeah. The Rhino. He's, he's that's, that's WEC, that's going back. That's <laughs> That's a good uh, Brian Stan had. He had, he had a good run in Bellator too, though until until he faced Melvin Menhoff. I remember that was like, he was like the guy. Like that was it was it was like one of those fights where you knew someone was getting knocked out, and uh, you know Menhoff with his uh, with his uh, striking experience with K one, he was the one that came out on top. I remember that like yesterday. Speaking of Melvin Manhoff, uh, you know he announced his retirement after his uh, Bellator loss to Yoel Romero. I mean. You talk about a guy who, I mean, he spent most of his career in the kickboxing. Yeah. Ring. Well, that was going to be his last fight, regardless of you know. But but yeah, but regardless. Twenty eight years, yeah, twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. I mean, I there won't be. It'll be weird watching fights without Melvin Manhoff. I mean, I I watched him in the K one days. Uh, you know, I, I mean, he just just an absolute uh, stud, and, and one of the reasons why. Um, you know, I'm a just be lead fan, I guess. You know, <laughs> the dude put a hurting on people. Uh, yeah. Get some action here in Machado Tracy. Let's uh, 
Lot Are we of gonna movement. get our first finish? Or why did she fall right. back like that? I'm clicking between yeah, tabs. Like... She had a. She threw a really nasty elbow when they when they class. I mean, they're definitely not shying away from each other. Um, but I feel like something's going on with Tracy. She she seems to be like taking taking her foot off the gas. Now she's going for a takedown. So I feel like she might have hurt her knee or something. Well, these uh, I have the closed captioning on for the fights, and they're not accurately quoting whatever the commentators are saying. I got freaked out uh, when I was setting up this stream a little while ago. My neighbor likes to let his cat out on the roof and decided to take a walk over here and stick his face in my window. <laughs> And I'm like I'm on like the second floor, so like when you see some sort of creature staring in your window, it's a little. It's a good thing I didn't have the camera on. Scared the shit out of me. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I guess she just wants to wrestle now, Tracy, because before she seemed like she was content to uh, ex- exchange blows, and now she's she's uh, using it to go in for that. I don't know if she's hurt or she just found out that maybe maybe she's unmatched when it comes to the striking because uh, Machado looks like she's landing, landing where she wants. Right, yeah. yeah. Let's see how this. Just out of curiosity, what's the timer on your uh, on your? You know, I was going to say that before because uh, usually last time we did this, we we synced our clocks and we forgot to do that because I started drinking three fights ago. But uh, <laughs> right now I'm at one nineteen. Okay, I'm a little ahead of you, so I'll back off a second or two here. While we're watching this, you know, we had Ray Robles on last week, um, and he's like in that, he's in an area near or being affected by Hurricane Ian. So shout out to all the homies down south of me in Florida. Hopefully they're all okay and not like, losing anything or having too much property damage i mean between him and our the the our, our upcoming future guests we're gonna have um he's also down there uh, we were actually gonna do a double recording tonight if uh this hurricane didn't come so but we'll have that for you next week hopefully if he you know still has his house and stuff fingers crossed for for him Ooh, big uppercut from uh, machado there both fighters still standing in the middle of the ring. The uh, leg kick uh, kind of folds Tracy a bit. Uh, looks like Machado's just like you said. Oh, flying knee attempt. Uh, oh, definitely some aggression. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah, that's what's up. We got some swinging. We got some clinching. We got some. Oh, here we go. Some phone booth fighting going on. Yeah. around. Oh yeah, Tracy's definitely wearing the damage from from that exchange. While they're between rounds, who's that horrible referee when they when they're usually in Kansas? Um, his face <laughs> is there's a really bad referee that he's not he's he's on the level of Mario, uh, Yamasaki and all those guys. I'm trying to think of that. I, his face is in my head, and I can't think of his name. Invicta still uses him. Jesus, I can't remember his name. Thank God they're they're in Oklahoma tonight though. That's why I'm bringing that up. Um, but usually when they, when they're, when, when I see that guy refing, I'm just like, oh God, 
as long as he's not reffing like you know Jillian's fighters, because he's 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 one of those guys that looks like he's asleep at the wheel and definitely do some <laughs> questionable. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. You're a white guy. <laughs> yeah, his face is in my mind, and I cannot think of, and if I can't think of a, you know, again, I've had a few folks, so you know, <laughs> before we started this stream, so I'm drinking. Um, sh I mean, uh. Shipyard is not really a strong beer, but Shipyard Pumpkin Ale while we're watching the fights here. Well, family. getting back to the Bellator card, uh, you know, one one fight that obviously jumps out at me and is a guy we've talked about since uh, his first fight ever um, in in all of MMA, uh, mm -hmm. Aaron Pico. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about him years ago. When he was, uh, you know, when he was losing some fights and was basically a 500 fighter almost out of the gate, uh, he mm -hmm. might have been four and three, three and three. He was right. I mean, he was he was essentially a 500 fighter, having suffered some extremely brutal uh, knockout losses. Um, now you look at his record, ten and three. Those three losses don't seem so bad. Yeah. Um, it's quickly. It's amazing how he's on a nice streak, and uh, and now you know he fights Jeremy Kennedy, who's 17 and three and a killer of his own but um you know i mean that's one two three four he's on a six uh pico's on a six fight winning streak yeah you know, after, after the barks loss so you know i i think that he's on that path now that we all kind of saw him mm -hmm. getting to and uh i think a big win here and you start to really get uh i think at that point bellator has the the green light to start to give him yeah the top top contenders again, you know the the names. The, yeah, the I mean players. he's he's been admittedly early in his career. He, you know, kind of uh, too too big for his britches or whatever you want to say. I mean he realizes that now. He did a really good. It's on ESPN's uh, YouTube channel actually. He did an interview with uh, Akimoto, um, where he talked about his, um, you know, his beginnings and where he's at now. The camp switching and. Um, how 145 is kind of like where he's very comfortable at you know it's it's uh he's looking at he now he's thinking about titles because his boy aj mckee is looking to do things at 155 so then they don't have to worry about you know any kind of like beef or anything because they're you know they, they they used to be in camp together and then pico went over to jackson wink but they're still friends um and uh he was talking about how uh how he's gonna start like making making a name a stake for the title if he gets past Kennedy. I mean, with the with the heat that he has in his strikes, man, that's one thing that's well, even winning or losing, like even when he got knocked out, it was always like he could knock a guy out. But in that interview, what I thought was interesting is the fact that the, when he talked about, because if you look, um, I'm watching a bunch of things at once, but I do have the Bellator's card up here, and I want to share it. Oh, Tracy reverses the takedown. Ends up on top for the first time now. Looking to yeah, try to secure that. That might have been a mistake because uh, mistake. kind of in a flying crucifix almost position. At the, now she's gonna lose it. Trying to get the backpack though. It's the best position she's had in the fight so far. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like I don't know if she's gonna be able to keep it. So I, I just brought up the main event. If you look, it's it's a uh, pitbull and and Borix and. Uh, the uh, so so Adam Borix is one of those three losses that Pico had, and he made it kind of made it mentioned it a couple of times when he spoke with uh, ESPN, and he said like that's that's a fight not only 
if I if I get past Kennedy, I want this fight back. I want to avenge that loss, and then we'll, I'll start talking about title fights. And I thought that was I couldn't disagree with that plan, you know, at all because I think that's a that's a really that's a really ga- great game plan for someone that's a lifelong c- competitor like Aaron Pico. What okay, do you know? Uh, do you know where they have? I'm trying to pull up the rankings. I'm curious I can, where they have. I don't know exactly where they have Pico in the in the rankings right now. Oh, I can bring it up right here because it's on the same site. Uh, so for featherweight, uh, yeah, they're right underneath Borks and Pico. Okay, right so underneath. Pico's already number three. Like, yeah. uh, okay, and then Kennedy's number seven. So he's are This is a this is a big time matchup. I didn't realize they had Pico already already up there, but uh, I guess you just hadn't. Burnell just took a loss. Carvalho picked up a big win over Burnell. So, yeah, I mean, he's right in line. I didn't realize that he had already moved his way up so quick. AJ McKee's the interesting one. He's obviously in the co-main of Spike Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Um, lightweight fight. So I'm wondering if he's uh, essentially abandoned. Uh, if, you know, if he's just going to move to lightweight. Yeah, I mean Carlisle. No, I mean McKee's ranked at featherweight, not not lightweight. So I guess he's looking just as to kind of make his way there. I mean, he was pretty adamant about uh, when he won uh, the title, the featherweight title, and then you know with everything that happened, he was kind of like I, I. He wanted to um, before he had the rematch. He was like already was talking about moving up to one fifty five. So I kind of see him his name just getting moved at some point. I mean, we know how good McKee is. I mean, he's definitely, you know, second generation MMA fighter. Um, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely see his names in the, in the rankings at some point at 145. I don't think the spark Carlisle win gets him there, but whoever, whoever he fights after that probably will. I'm sure they'll match him against a ranked person. If he gets past Carlisle on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think, though, even with the win over Carlisle, I think once he's kind of got a win at the division, I think that the voters will probably put him in the top 10 where he where he would be a rightful spot, honestly. He's he's the killer from 145 coming up, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me. I don't know if he'd move into the top five necessarily or something like that, but I could see him definitely moving in, um, you know, eight-ish where they got Queeley right now who who just took a, a tough loss to, uh, to Benson. And for Invicta, um, just for folks – Watching, it's on. They're in round three now. Watching along with us, Tracy and Machado. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Machado is just teeing off on. I mean, uh, I, I, you could see now definitely in the in round three that Tracy's Tracy's just apprehensive about coming in striking range. If she can't get a takedown or a clinch, uh, she's even dropping her hands when she she just dropped <coughs> her hands now. I'm when, seeing a uh, good amount of people saying she won the second round. So. Yeah, we were totally we were she, looking at this card, so I wasn't. I know she had some position. She got some position, but it felt like early on in the round, especially she was getting beat up pretty good, much like she mm-hmm. is essentially right now. I mean, there's not a ton of volume, but um, she, when she gets hit, she's getting hit hard. Ugh. So we'll see how this goes. So much for bringing luck to the. Uh, the finish here as we uh, 340 left in the third round. Like I said, essentially a close fight, but uh, it seems like Machado is pretty much controlled from the start. 
as we work our way to the main event and Jillian DeCourcy attempting to become a world champion. Guessing Ed is on a beer break. As I don't blame him. It's 10.30 now on the East Coast. Luckily, only 7.30 for me here on the uh, on the best coast here on the West. Mm. Another big overhead right for Machado. She's clearly winning the third round. And if, uh, if that holds, then uh, she definitely will pick up the decision win here. Although we did see some questionable decisions earlier on the night. I hear Ed creeping back. <laughs> <laughs> and he's back. I had to get a refill. That's what I said. I said, I'm guessing uh, Edwin got himself another beer, and I didn't blame you considering it's 1030 uh, on your coast. Uh, Machado's continue, you know, landing the big shot every 20 seconds or so, and uh, still. I got it. Yeah, I have it too. The first and the, definitely the first and third round for her. Yeah, um, if she if it holds as it is right now, I was just saying she's going to win a decision. Second round could be a toss up, but I have a feeling we're going to still see a thirty twenty seven at least out of one of the judges because it wasn't clearly uh, Tracy's way at all in the second round. It's just she just got a couple good positions where you know, but never really did any damage and never threw ooh. the real submission. Yeah, Machado's got a lot of pressure. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. If you're, if you're moving backwards, the judges are scoring for the person making you move backwards. Oh, nice spinning backfist, though. Good try. So, uh, you know, jumping back to what I talked about last week, uh, you know, the minute we got off the podcast, we see Scott Coker uh, insinuating <laughs> that he'd love to get uh, Nate Diaz. And then I saw today Eddie Alvarez um, mentioning that uh, they both got their free releases last week and, uh, and that he was open to a, another run in the UFC or Bellator. So, um, well, he, I mean, his, his thing, he was on the MMA hour today and I saw the clip where he was saying like, he knows he's at the end of his career and he wants to kind of like, he wants to get his last fights on on in the United States. And the thing about as nice as one is to 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 fight for because they pay well and everything we know, like they get they're given Ben Askren when he was over there and in, in his prime uh, pre you know Masvidal knee. Like everyone thinks Ben Askren sucks because of that. They don't know how good he was when he especially when he was in Bellator and won winning titles in both places. Um, but he, uh, you know, they pay well. And um, as as good as they are, I mean, one thing about Eddie Alvarez, if you've been following his career, especially for, if you folks fight fans, especially mixed martial arts fans in this region, following Eddie, they, they call him the underground ground king because he used to fight in the underground fights out in New York. And, you know, he had to come all the way out here to Jersey to fight in the beginning of his career. And he was one of the he's one of those guys that was always kind of like, even though he like he was known as a grinder and, and, you know, they call him the underground king. I always felt he was like. He had the he was someone that was like business savvy when it came to his future as a fighter, like to the point that he used to do his own contracts until they started getting, you know, pages long that he hired a manager. And 
So he's one of those guys that's not stupid when it comes to to thinking about his fighting future and his, you know the money he makes or he can still make until before he has to hang up the gloves. And it looks like he's aware about ha- of hanging up, having to hang up the gloves at his age. Um, so I don't blame him for wanting to do that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if PFL seems to have this bottomless pit of money that they keep dipping into. You know, they got Shane Burgos there. They they got Marlon Marais out of retirement over there. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if he goes to PFL. Um, he mentioned Bellator in that in that interview too, like because he talked about uh, the only time he had a bad exit from a fight promotion was was it was very public and everybody knew he was talking about that one. So, um, but that was under Bjorn Rebney, not Scott Coker. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, it would be like I feel like it would be cool if he went back to Bellator. Um, if the UFC could lure him back, not for nothing, if the UFC lured him back for one fight with Michael Chandler, people would, I mean, people like us at least would be like, yeah, I, I want to see that again. It would be the trilogy <laughs> fight. Um, yeah. I mean, it, unfortunately, it seems like the chances of getting a one-off fight like that just no longer exist. But, I don't know, man. I mean, you never know when the money's involved. You never know. I, Maybe the, if, I call, you, I'm, I'm almost. I wanted. I'm drinking enough that I'm gonna say it. So I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it all day. But I'm on three beers in, so I'm gonna say it. I feel like referring to the UFC as Endeavor Fighting Championships now because Endeavor owns them, and whatever the fuck is happening this weekend with them banning media and fans from the event, it seems like some rich people shit. And uh, that's not something the UFC and the Fertitas would do, but that's definitely something Ari Emanuel and Endeavor would do. So you know, you don't know. They'll do whatever. If it looks like they could rope in, you know, bags of cash, I think they'll fucking do it. I mean, look, we had a BMF title, and and look at what they did with uh, Chemayev and and the Nate Diaz thing. I mean, they they changed the card within you know the the week of the event. You'll have to go back and edit this when all of a sudden it's just a bunch mm-hmm. of Make-A-Wish kids in the arena. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah well, I'll no. just apologize on next week's podcast. <laughs> oh, here comes the decision. Uh, let's see what we got here. Machado looks like, uh, I mean, I think I'm confused. Go to the judges. Yeah, it's 30-27, all three yeah. judges. Not a big surprise. A lot of people thought maybe second round was close, but uh, like I said, some position but no damage. Pretty easy, easy choice. Right winner or won the fight for sure. So, um, but yeah, getting back to Eddie, I mean, I, I to me, he's like the epitome of a prize fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel mean, like he just kind of did everything right. Philadelphia he built up his, guy too. Yeah, <laughs> he built up his stock outside of the UFC, and I try to tell that to people like. All the a lot of the big dudes who made money and made a name outside of the UFC, when they do show up to the UFC, they get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, now obviously not everybody can be Eddie Alvarez and and uh, you know Alistair Overeem and Michael Chandler and some of those guys. Those guys are the top, but you know it, you can you can go beat up a lot of guys, uh, you know, and and make a name for yourself and get that big payday. It seems to me rather than take that ten thousand dollar UFC contract, go in there, lose a fight, two fights, and then your career's essentially crushed right off the bat um no matter what you do in the regional circuit after you know that you it's going to be hard to to recover if the ufc cuts you usually they're not cutting people and and bringing them back it's not Mm -hmm. a not a real popular thing uh throughout the history of their organization so 
I, I, you know, I, I love the way he did it. I love that he was always there to fight everybody. I love that he fought in Japan. He fought in Thailand. He fought in, you know, Costa Rica for Bodog. He fought in, you know, the yeah. US. You know, he, he fought about every, the Bodog fights. Yeah. That's, you know, was, yeah. He fought and, in Japan. Like he fought. Yeah. Everywhere. He yeah. fought everywhere. He fought a who's who. He fought in every friggin' organization. Um, you know, other than pride, he fought in every organization that's really ever mattered. And he's fought in a lot of the early ones. Like a lot of fans don't necessarily like no MFC. There were some mm. big MFC Atlantic city events that took place yeah. um, in the you, early two thousands, you know, with huge names, cards yeah. loaded, Eves Edwards, Rich Clementes, mm-hmm. uh, Travis views. Eves Edwards I mean, who's on the commentary team tonight over at Invict FC. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and then, and then, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, Costa Rica, Canada is another country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he was just he was a a hitman basically, um, and then he and then he became the world champion, one of the first, you know, champions in Bellator. He won their inaugural tournament lightweight. Um, the more I, you know, we talk about like Pico and stuff, and I know mm-hmm. that that's not necessarily a you know, I'm not a big fan of kind of handing the torch fights because usually it's the dudes handing the torch that I'm a huge fan of, much yeah. like Eddie Alvarez. But I feel like there is some potential there between McKee, um, even Pitbull, either both Pitbulls um, with Alvarez and then and, 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 uh, you throw in McKee, like I said, and uh, uh, Tokoff, the uh, – uh, not Tokoff, uh, the, the guy, the resin uh, – I'm sorry, Tokoff. Uh, Timicue, or I don't even know how to say his name. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's some, there's some, uh, it was on the rankings. You had it up there. Um, some big names at Lightweight, which could be some fun fights for him, especially if we're only talking about him doing maybe three, four. Sofik Musiev. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, so I kind of mix and match in his name uh, in, in classic style <laughs> there. But uh, there's some fun fights. Um, and I kind of, I kind of lean that way because. He is aging. Um, I love Eddie Alvarez, but there's probably not a lot of top, you know, 10 UFC bouts that he's going to be favored in, especially mm-hmm. at lightweight right now. Not that he can't win at any, any given day. He could be the world champion, but yeah. um, I just, I feel like his run in one wasn't great. So he, I think he, as he's commenting on stuff, I think he, he's smart enough to know that the, the clock is ticking as you say. Um, so yeah, he's always been really smart about that, and that's one of the things. Again, like I forget where I I remember him hearing talking. I think it was with um, it was actually on Chael Sonnen's podcast when he came on, um, and he talked about his like the early part of his career. If you really want to like, and I, I know I've said this on the podcast, like literally, probably when we started, I haven't brought it up in a while, but Jim Jennia wrote a book called um, Raw Combat, and it's it's about like the history of MMA in this in in this northeast region New York, New Jersey, Philly and like how you know with the with the sport not being legal in New York like you find out about uh like the guy, places where like like Lemon Good, Shane Burgos and all those guys come from um what's his name Jim, uh from T- T- Tiger Shulman, uh Jimmy Rivera, all those guys they're mentioned in the book and and Eddie Alvarez he might I, he might even have like a whole chapter. He's mentioned a lot. Frankie Edgar's mentioned a lot in that book. Um, it's a great read. It's a quick read. But if you really want to understand why folks in New York get like the way that we get New York, New Jersey, uh, PA, like like 
is because of like there's there's a real deep history and a lot of it was underground which is why eddie alvarez is, people call him the underground king because he wanted to fight and he found ways to fight so um yeah like like uh I he's he's one of the guys that want to see him close out his career on a, you know on a W. I mean it was sad like we mentioned Menhoff from last week you know like he was fighting uh, the monster in Yolo Romero. I kind of, the way it happened is what I saw happening um you know cuz Romero's like some sort of you know, because fucking, it wasn't a good matchup. It's, it's not it, a good it, management it but Romero in his 40s is like he's like some fucking resident evil experiment. Umbrella Corporation, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s, and I'm, I'm not even close to the shape that of you all. And I know he's a pro athlete or whatever, but like, fuck that, dude. Like, <laughs> I just don't under that doesn't make sense. Nothing, y'all Romero doesn't make sense. Most people are, are, you know, not as active or as as monstrous as he is. I mean, that guy's a freak, freak of nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I you want to make jokes about it because of what it, it, the eye test gives you, but he did find he, he's taken a million tests and and never, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, he had that issue, I guess, with the tainted supplement that he was cleared of. So, yeah. um, but uh, other than that, like, yeah, it's you can't say anything. I was gonna say he looks like he should be headlining ADCC uh, the way <laughs> the way the way he looks physically, yeah. but. Um, you know, uh, bad matchup. I don't. I didn't like it. But you ever see him in person? I know you see a lot of fights. You ever? Yeah. Yeah, he's um, a fucking monster. Like if you see him close up, is the fact that he fight, makes one eighty five to me is. In, I remember when he was in the garden and he was walking up and down the Hulu theater. You know, like the Hulu theater. If if you're like if you're near the whatever's going on, and you look back at the Hulu theater, how it all comes down to the to the front, and he was coming down the stairs. I was like, because I was near, you know, where all the weigh-ins and stuff was happening. I turned around, and I was like, "That's y'all, Romero." And all you saw was shoulders and a hat coming down the stairs from far away. And I was like, "This guy's, this guy's a house, man." Speaking of joking about steroid use, and definitely not insinuating any kind of reality with this, um, does the UFC think we're stupid by not testing Conor McGregor yes. for like two years? Does, does I mean, it is. <laughs> You want to talk, you know, I feel like I need more beers in me and I'd, I'd go off crazy right now, but I just, I, I, I can't get over it. And I'm not, I don't even, I wish they didn't test anybody. I've said it a million times. Like, I just want to watch dudes who think they're the well, best guys on the planet fighting each other. And that, but, yeah, you know, yeah. but I mean, you got to think we're stupid when, uh, when guys who haven't fought in a decade are still getting tested run the regular and Conor McGregor is the only UFC fighter on the entire roster to not be tested, um, like in literally like the last twelve months. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and while he's posting videos of him looking like a juice monkey, you know, like <laughs> it's just like you, this is a joke, right? Like, I mean, when he comes back, and he he talks about not being no no doubt he can't cut weight. I mean, you got to be. I know he's coming off a leg injury. See, I mean, that's that's you know. With Anderson Silva, he tested positive after he had his broken leg, and I think that common sense would tell you that if you want to come back after your leg snapping, most people probably need some kind of supplement to mm-hmm. allow that healing process to, to Whatever, happen. man, but like to, just to answer your question, does the UFC think we're stupid? Of course they do. Look at what they're they're, they're cutting Aspen Lad because she missed weight, and I mean I know she missed weight multiple times, but you literally rearranged the whole card. Oh, two weeks ago, 
before a guy that missed weight. Like, get the fuck out of well, here. Well, there's no excuse for Aspen Lad. It, unless, yeah. it, until all of a sudden Chimeyev misses fight, wait three more times, and then Dana White doesn't say anything about it. The thing with Aspen Ladd that gets me is, like, there's 145. I know she missed 145, I think, too, right? Like, there's a long history, but why is she my, even my, my, my attempting with Aspen to make 135? Ladd. They yeah. have no 145 fighters. Why not just let her fight at 145 if, if that's the way she can attempt Cause, to make? Because they want to get rid of the division. They made it for Cyborg, and she's not there anymore, so they want they just want to get rid of it. The thing about I feel bad for Ladd because – oh, that rhymed. But I do feel bad for her. Because at least, like, you could see she, in her face, she felt bad about missing weight versus Chemayev, who was just like, eh, fuck, I kill everybody, fuck weight. You know, I was just like, yeah. you know, like, there, there's, a, there's a weird, there's something weird about, like, the guy still gets rewarded for missing weight. And 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 the poor and girl, within, the, like that, two that weeks later, you, yeah, I, I yeah. she missed weight four times, like at a but, seven she, but it's not because she wasn't fucking around and having cake and shit or whatever the fuck he was doing. I, you, I know don't, I mean? you know, again, yeah. I, there's a division higher than her that she could go to. Mm-hmm. When she may have missed weight, they made a catch weight. Um, yeah. When when Aspen Lad misses weight, although she's almost passing that, there's no excuse for not making weight if that's what your job is to do. So I don't want to get there, but the fact that they have the weight class up there again. Does UFC think we're stupid? Obviously, they want to get rid of the 145-pound division. We haven't seen a title fight there in seems like forever now. Stay um, home, stupid. You don't have to cover our event this weekend. That's that's, that's what they're pretty much doing. I so. can't wait to see exactly what <laughs> it turns out to be. Like, just cause... fucking tell us what it is, especially media. Like, just say what it is. You know? Like, what's the fucking secret? You know? Yeah, I... I think it's disrespectful too, because you know, not all media just you know. There's a lot of media members like you who don't get all your travel paid. You could have easily had a hotel room in Vegas booked, yeah. you know, a flight booked. You could already be in town. Imagine to cover if, it, right? You know, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it's one thing when you're doing it with some of the bigger wigs who who make a living doing it, and you know, it's a weekend off for them, even though they might you know sit and bitch and moan. But there's a lot of people, the vast majority of them, that are are day to day you know, fighting to just be there. And, and uh, so that, that's, I think that that's kind of weak to give a, I know what a three day notice, four day notice that, you know, you're not working this Saturday. If, even if you may have traveled across the, across the world, I mean, we're not even just talking, you know, in the country, you, you could have a, a, a journalist there from Dubai or something that is going, yeah, okay, that poor guy, you know, so Guess I'll go and there's no the, event next week. So try it's not my like, look at the tables. <laughs> <laughs> So the co-main events going on. We're approaching the one-minute point of the first round. Um, Susan Suatoma. I mean, this is again. This is the fight with uh, Suatoma's the two weeks notice. Um, Susan. I, I actually thought Susan was going to. I thought she was going to go like run through her, but she got um, her nose busted up a little bit. So we'll see. A lot of pressure, but uh, you know, finishes so far. So. Um, we shall see how this unfolds. Do you know the odds for the main event tonight? I know Jillian's the underdog, but uh, do you have any? Um, do you have any? No odds are. No, I didn't look them up. I don't, I don't pay attention to the them anyway because uh, I feel like the odds makers are just throwing shit. You know, they're throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks when it comes to fights these days. Yeah, may, you mean? May... What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did we call that Greek dude or what? I mean, it. Did, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we two years ago we were saying it was a joke. There's people uh, tracking his L's now, like online, that they're like, yo, he's like two and ten in, in his picks or some shit like that. Something ridiculous. It's, it, it's record breaking. He's like yeah. three and seventeen or something, and you know, and he had like nine in a row he lost or something. And it's like Yeah. I, I just I don't even know I don't even know how you can show your face on TV and how they can continue to bring you on when you've like basically set a record as the worst gambler. I mean he may he makes Mush look like he's just hitting the you know <laughs> the Kino left and right. You know? Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, he still has a job for some reason. I guess, I guess them bright bright whites are are drawing in fucking viewers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you want to follow a real like uh, guy that gives good tips for betting on on MMA fights specifically? Luca Fury on Twitter. Follow that dude. That dude knows what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't even follow me back. I'm giving him free plug or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that. But, but like, yeah, I've no literally, I mean... I've literally like, he's, he's given out just advice for free and I followed it. And, and it's literally like, one of the things he said is like, you know, when you're betting fights, like stop, don't, don't look at the money line. You just like, like Justin Gaethje, the last, the, the last fight I bet was Justin Gaethje. Even though he lost that fight, I still won money because I bet on Justin Gaethje getting a knockdown in the first round. And he did. <laughs> so it's like, there's other ways to. Yeah, to there's other ways to win. Yeah, that, and then that, if he wasn't giving out tips like that, I I wouldn't have uh I wouldn't have thought to do it. But like now, I pay attention to like all my other options, not just the money lines that, you know, we quote him on this podcast and stuff like that for like parlays or whatever. But, you know, I've been mentioning it lately since I read that. Like, if you're gonna pick uh you know somebody to win by submission or. Someone, you know, fight to go the distance, someone to get a knockdown that you know is like kicks the legs off of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, you know, MMA is such an unpredictable sport that yeah. it's not an easy one to bet on anyways. Generally, if you're a fan of the sport and you follow it, you, you can get an idea of who the favorite should be without even seeing the odds. Um, I just think it's funny for somebody to brag about being like a gambling guru and just go on TV and just look like an absolute fool. I, I think that <laughs> I think that that's funny, you know? It's like one thing if we do our picks, neither of us are sitting it's here hilarious. trying to, you know, sell a, a you know, a, sell our picks online or something. It's just it's just funny to me. And it's funny that they keep, you know, you talk about I, you know, I like making them and publicizing them and recording them for my own, you know, sure dog. We talked about it when we had Jay Petri on. Um we used to do it where we where we tracked our picks and and it was fun for us, but apparently, you know the people the powers that be that run Sherdog didn't like see it as a viable trap means of bringing in traffic to the website, so they stopped doing it. But I mean, you know, I I just like tracking it. I, I will say, my own number. I haven't logged into Tapology in forever because I was using that to track after that. But um, and I apologize to all my uh. My tapology folks, uh, what's the fucking thing? MMA Twitter thing? I forgot what, was, I forgot what it was called. But um, um, Team MMA for Life, Team MMA for Life people that that I we had the tapology team, but I haven't been logging in. But um, you know, I w- I used to be better at picking fights until the ESPN Plus era started, 
And then when that's for some reason that has hurt, like I guess because I'm not watching as much and I'm not following. Because it's harder to bet on, like, you know, King of the Cage fights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like that's just the bottom of the cage fights. Yeah. Like that's basically what you're betting on when you're betting on the undercards of a lot of the UFCs now. I mean, you don't have. It's not like it's hard to have knowledge of you know the early when 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 UFC first became legal in Vegas gambling was really easy on it because nobody knew anything about it so yeah. if you just had a general knowledge of the sport you generally know okay this guy's a wrestler this guy's so a yeah you know I'm gonna yeah. bet on the wrestler and I'm gonna win eighty percent of my bets yeah that kind of thing you know um, whereas now everybody gets into the camps everybody knows the you know who they're training with and it's it's a lot harder now mm-hmm. to uh, do you remember off. counter move. Uh-huh. Counter Move MMA was like the first fantasy MMA before DraftKings bought them and and used the, they pretty much used the Counter Move invented the model that DraftKings and everybody else uses now. Um, but uh, when Counter Move was the only way to to for folks in you know my region to kind of do make some kind of money uh, picking fights, um, I was making money on that because again, like you said, not you know folks didn't really know. I mean, I was remember I was, I was I was making like like seventy, eighty bucks on a card yeah. using counter move, and then when it became you know blow when as the sport blew up and became what it is, everything like when DraftKings took over, you know it, it became shit. Um, that's why it's better to just bet fight straight out and fuck fantasy MMA bullshit, you know. I'm just surprised that the UFC embraces the whole gambling angle as much as they do. I mean, obviously their home base is in Vegas. I was gonna but, say, yeah, but. You know, generally when you bring gambling into sports, it doesn't do good for the sport. Usually something shady happens, like a fighter doesn't get drug tested for two years. You know, that kind of stuff <laughs> starts suddenly happening where, you know, I I don't know. I just I think it's weird. You know, I think that when you bring in a, when your experts like 0 for 19 on his picks, I mean, how, <laughs> how many, going, if you're a professional gambler who goes on TV and tells people the picks to make and you go like 0 for 17, 0 for 18, whatever the heck he was on a run there, what is, how many, how many weight losses and misses is that uh, equal? <laughs> You know, like you're yeah. a professional and you miss weight three times, you lose your job in the UFC. So you're his, a professional his... and you predict the fights wrong seventeen times in a row. You know, I mean, since we're talking about him as we, as we are in the the the, the end of uh, the third round of uh, right, this is the third round for Souza and, and second round going to the third second, round. going into the third round. So while we're in between rounds, the um, I did I did homework on that guy. Like. He's like called the the Greek gambler because he like played gambles on fucking poker or blackjack or some shit. Like you don't even bet on sports. Why the fuck did you like he he must know somebody? I get you know it's all we all know it's all good old. But we if if if, if Eric McGracken's uh, two seventy nine rabbit hole taught us anything, it's that Nevada's just a big giant good old boys network where. Where folks get the you know their elbows rubbed together or whatever the fuck it is, some casino shit with Joe Pesci and Rob De Niro. Yeah, he's you know? obviously getting fed information. <laughs> yeah, fights. So you think this dude? This dude wasn't fight following MMA. No. Before two years ago, no, he don't have any. You know, he, he's he's not watching film, and if he is, if he is. Like, <laughs> yeah. If he is, he needs to quit it. Quit because he's embarrassing himself and. and I don't know. I just think it's funny that. That's- I I think now it, it, if if he's if anything, someone's in a boardroom saying, "Hey, at least people are tuning in and watching be wrong." You know what I mean? Like, like, like the way people like Stephen A. Smith gets people riled up, and that's why ESPN keeps him around. I you know I just I mean? think it'd be funnier if he was like, "Yeah, man, I suck." 
I suck at this, but I'm going to do my best. You know, like, I mean, it's kind of like at some point just eat a little bit of crow instead of going on there and mm-hmm. making another pick that turns out to be the worst pick of the whole night. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's like he just outdoes himself. Oh, I'm going to take this one. This fight ain't yeah. going out of the first yeah. round. And then sure enough, it's. A I don't know. Bo Nichols a little wet behind the ears. Yeah, I like the value at plus <laughs> 7,000. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to I'm gonna put a unit on that and then uh, and I'll take uh, I'll take. You know, nickel. I'll take nickels, but uh, you know it's going to be three rounds or two and a half. Yeah. Because like, he's Lord, not dude. he's not really experienced yet. Like, <laughs> Never the mind the guy's fighting. He's got three fights, and you know. Oh, but this fight's going on. Souza's picking apart uh, Suatama, and uh, we're working our way to this main event. <laughs> We're working there. We're gonna I can't get there. believe I can't believe this fight's <laughs> going all three rounds because I mean, you know, I really would have thought Souza was gonna run through the run through us with Tama, but uh, uh, like it's not happening. Like she she's doing some fancy shit. She did like in the in uh at the end of round one, she was doing like some capoeira moves or some shit. But it's definitely not like I mean, and Suatama's wearing the damage. You can see it on her face, but. She, but like, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something in the water in Oklahoma. And three minutes left in this fat in the last round, and then, then we got the main event. Um. So, so what do we got here on the one card this Friday night that you're looking forward to? Oh yeah, especially uh my, the grappling homies alike, like uh, because this is gonna be. I'm curious. I'm more. I'm more curious to see. First of all, I really like the kid, um, but the one on Prime Video too, which is on Friday night. Uh, again, if you don't have Prime, it's part of your Amazon Prime. Like if you pay for Amazon Prime, you have Prime Video. You can watch this the way you watch your football and your baseball and whatever the hell else they show on there. Um, it's not the main event, but it is uh, for the flyweight submission world grappling championship. So for folks that don't know anything about one championship, they, they don't just do MMA. I wrote a whole kind of like idiot's guide to one championship to let you know how they operate with their weigh-ins and their weight divisions. And they do uh, MMA, uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai, and submission-only grappling. And um, if you look, you see I got the uh, card up here. Right here, Mikey Musumeci versus Kleber Souza. For the flyweight world grappling championship, I'm, I'm more curious just to see how fans that are you know new to one championship watching it on Prime Video look at competitive grappling. I mean, this kid is a wizard. He's young. Um, he's super respectful. He's not a dickhead at all. Um, and then obviously the these striking matches. We were talking about it before with uh, this one right here. This guy T- Timofe. Natsu Nuyukin or whatever the fuck it I can't remember fucking it up. Yeah. That dude's a fuck like if you watch I watched his last fight, which was one I think it was one fifty nine. I forget what event they you can go on the one championship YouTube channel and just watch these fights. And the the cool thing that they do is like when these are over, each individual fight will be on the YouTube channel if you want to go watch it if you don't have Prime, um like the week after. So they're really good about getting their content out there, which is one of the reasons why Chatri who's like the Dana White of one championship likes to uh, tout, you know, all their, their social numbers is because they, they do push a lot of content. 
they have like a whole e esports thing happening. But this is the uh, this is going to be uh, mostly striking. Um, I mean, there's there's MMA on the card, but I'm, but uh, the, they're adding kickboxing to it and some added some Muay Thai fights. So I'm just curious to see how uh, M- uh, fight fans like a smorgasbord combat sports event, um, which you and I would like, but you're I, I'm I just want to know how the the new fight fans like something different than the cut and paste of like what the UFC does every almost every weekend. We'll find out with one because when other organizations do it, usually the media decides to kind of bash them about it. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to do that with one. When Bellator tried to bring in kickboxing, it was like the end of the world for uh, anybody that was kind of just uh, all about the UFC, you know. So one seems to yeah. get away with it. I, 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 I don't think the general fight fan is going to tune into the grappling and be overly enthusiastic about it. No, um, I, I think a lot of them will see Fuck that these dudes hugging and shit. Oh, I like see the hugging. Well, I mean, I think if if it's an exciting grappling Grab match, I think I think the initial, and and it would probably be even mine if if I didn't know like that these guys are just kind of in their own sport. But like if I had just tuned into the into the card and I saw um, a grappling match and I saw a guy dominate, um, my first response would be like, well, why isn't this guy fighting MMA? If mm-hmm. I didn't really know like what was going on, so I think we might see a lot of that. Like if if you see some kind of crazy submission or mm-hmm. you see some kind of crazy back and forth, uh, you know, rolls and stuff, so. Um, transitions and all that. So I, I think that that might be the initial reaction, but as long as one keeps going, they just need to keep these cards on a steady pace and not have big gaps in between them. I mean, what, what are we looking at every month? So, so far we had the, we had the end of August. Now we have the end of September. Um, I think there's an early December card. I don't know. And I think there's one in October too. I'm not sure about. Well, you talking about the Prime Video events? The Prime Video events. Yeah, yeah. Renee the Ritter is on the October card. I think it's October 22nd. Okay, and then I think there's like a December 3rd card. So maybe there's not a November show, or maybe there's one in the middle there. But um, I think that that's key. I think you need to keep, especially if you kind of want to just get that casual Amazon viewer that's maybe not the gigantic fight fan, but it just gives them something once a month to look forward to that's just different on your streaming service when there's a millions and millions of people who strictly have Amazon prime for their, mm-hmm. for their TV. They don't yeah. get there's They're not tuned into access TV or they're not tuned into, you know, Fox sports or, you know, ESPN or wherever there might be a fight on. Um, so that's not happening. So one has a chance to build that base. That's not really necessarily fight fans, but people that just, that's one of the, 35 choices they have that night and and it, it jumps out of them as a live event so um it'll be interesting but i think as long as they keep that this card right here is pretty much a a one card um you know between angela lee stamp stare uh uh fairtex you got some of the the their top women fighters mm-hmm. um angela lee going up in weight to attempt to become a double champion and and beat the flyweight champion um so and then you got Super Bomb the kickboxer who and and if you watch any of their Muay Thai stuff you don't even have to know who these guys are cuz I'm not going to you know I know a handful of the the bigger name guys um the guys who kind of came up through Lion Fight some of the stuff that I mm-hmm. where it was where I was a you know there was a not that long ago there was actually a lot of kickboxing going on there still is now but it's just harder to see you used to have yeah. Glory on TV you used to have Lion Fight on TV yeah. there used to be ways to see Muay Thai and all this stuff one's taken it put the small gloves on these dudes and just turned it into Which like something a, yeah i don't know what it is about that the, just the fact that they're using the 4 ounce 
MMA gloves for for Muay Thai, but it just makes it so much more fun. Well, you just got some of the most deadly strikers on the planet mm-hmm. that are, are, are weapons now are down to a four ounce glove as opposed to a you know ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen ounce glove on your hand. And uh, I remember uh, there's a guy I trained with that that he's I mean he does jiu-jitsu too, but he's also pretty well versed in, in striking and Muay Thai and stuff like that, and he watches the sport, follows the sport. And uh, this was like a year ago when I before the, even one was talking about being on Prime, but he started watching them on YouTube because I mentioned to him that they just that there was Muay Thai with those gloves, and he he was like, "Really with Muay Thai gloves?" And I was like, "Yeah." It was around the time that uh, when Nikki Holskin fought uh, John Wayne Parr, to just around that time um, over there. And if you haven't seen that fight, I mean, you're talking about two high level strikers one from one generation of the other from the newer generation watching them go at it was just um you know whole skin wound up winning that fight but it was it was definitely i watched it a few times just because watching guys that cerebral at striking and people talk about israel adesanya that's the world he comes from that's why he's so good you know because he's he's there's something about that level of striking that makes it's almost like being like uh like some weird fighting mathematician, you know? It's just crazy. I mean, anything at any high level, I guess, is like that. But uh, something about I've always just been, you know, my my mouth, my jaw hangs open when it happens in uh, combat sports, whether it be boxing, MMA, or you see high level striking, you just uh, you can't help but be impressed. Um, all right, here we go, main event time. <laughs> They put her name up on screen as Jilly Bean DeCourcy. Um, they're showing the highlight from from for folks that that don't know about Jillian DeCourcy. She's got about eight hundred fight names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, most <laughs> Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy is like how most folks know her. But like she, she if you follow her on Twitter, so she's almost every day she's like, "That's my new fight name. That's what it'll be, you know, whatever." Krispy Kreme. That's my new fight name. Like she'll just grab any random tweet and make that her new fight name. And uh, she did tell me actually the, the last few most recent interviews are on the YouTube channel. So if you want to check it out, um, check them out because she kind of talks about the the nicknames and stuff. They keep showing her her last knockout over Lindsay Van Zen. Oh my god, um, she was definitely a different animal. Um, it's her training hasn't just been physical and technique wise. It's, there's a lot of mental stuff going on. New York post wrote a great article about her that they published yesterday or today about how, uh, she's actually, you know, works in, in the mental health industry on top of training to, to fight at this level. So, um, obviously I'm really cheering for her to win. Um, Del Boni's no slouch. I'm not trying to take anything away from her either. She is the current champion. But this is something uh, DeCourcy's been working towards, working working towards for a while, and she's she's uh, she's definitely more than ready than than I've ever seen her, and uh, she's walking into the cage now as a challenger. Champion walks next. Um, one thing about uh, one thing about uh, folks like you know, I don't know if they're saying it on the commentary now or not, but. Um, this is not her first time fighting for a belt. She fought short notice in CFFC for a 115-pound title against Elise Reed, who's in the UFC now. And she went to distance. She lost, went to distance. But it just goes to show you the the, the cloth she's cut from, you know? 
be interested to see what kind of strategy she takes into this fight as a uh, jiu-jitsu Muay Thai fighter. Um, obviously, she had the big knockout in her last fight, mm. but her bread and butter has always kind of been her ability to grapple. Um, so it will be interesting to see. Uh, you know, her opponent takes a ton of grappling matches. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at her record, she doesn't actually have a whole lot of MMA wins recently. Um, but uh, but she did beat the champion in her last fight. So, you know what's um, it makes me wonder. You mean talking about just looking at their records? I always wonder, like like when fighters kind of like get ready for fights. Like you look at Bo, a guy like Bo Nickel, especially this this last fight that he had on Tuesday. You know, I, I always wonder if you can credit their success to the fact that they're such a they're so well known and renowned in their specific discipline, like he comes from wrestling, that um, it becomes almost like a weird distraction to the opponent. I mean, the opposite is true, obviously, with... Uh, we talked we just talked about a little while ago with Aaron Pico's first fight. He got guillotined in his first fight after they hyped him up because of his wrestling, but it's because of his opponent was expecting it. But on the other opposite side of that, I always wonder, like, like I always... Because like, Nickel kept on, like reaching for his uh, most recent opponent. Like you could see he was reaching for the leg before he shot that punch in that dropped him. And, and then he got the finish. So I'm just wondering, like, and if you watch his fight at icon uh, MMA before he got into the contender series, like it looked like the guy was so worried about a takedown. That's why the knockout happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's almost a distraction if they come with a reputation like that. So I'm wondering if uh, the fact that Jillian's striking has improved is is was is kind of why, you know, because everyone thought she was gonna kind of like decision fans, myself included, when, the, when then she got that knockout. So, uh, who knows how uh, Delboni's? Uh, you know, I've been focusing so much on Jillian, I haven't really saw, seen anything on Delboni and interviews or anything about about how she's looking at this fight tonight. We're getting close. Yeah. Uh, Delboni's just going through the final. <laughs> checks from the doctor saying what's up to her team and uh we'll be getting this on yeah i don't know uh, i'm excited for it uh see how this unfolds it's uh i didn't see any familiar refs so that might be good for your uh yeah that guy's a kansas guy so the one i'm thinking of i, I don't know why uh, you know i'm gonna wind up texting you like over the weekend and like oh it was this guy but like I'll have to go back and watch some old like like Invicta fights to remember. But um, not Rob uh, Hines. No, no, no. Jesus, it's like on the tip of my tongue. His fucking face is in my head. <laughs> He's horrible. Mike England. I think it's Mike England. <laughs> I think okay. it's Mike England. I gotta let me Google his face. Make sure I'm not. I don't want to be throwing anyone under the bus that doesn't deserve it. Like, I think he spells it England. Yes, Mike England. See his face. Images. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's him. It's coming up. <laughs> I'm already see seeing him. articles for worst MMA referee. Yeah, it's definitely Mike England. <laughs> I 
I, 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 there's so many. It's, it's always usually, it was like always in Victor or maybe even some LFA cards. And I'm just like, like, he's one of those referees that I'm just like, there's a lot of bad refs out there. You know, I was recently at the event that we had Peacock that was on the podcast that remember um, my buddy competed at. There was huh? two really bad referees at that, uh, that, um, men of war event. And, um, I, thankfully, when Nate's match came on, we were all audible enough, and and so was the other guys, for for the woman that was refereeing his match to realize that the submission was happening. Because earlier in the night there was a submission that happened, and the dude was put out, was a choke put out completely, and and I, I have no idea where her attention was, but like it, was, it took people, other people saying he's out, he's out for her to stop the match. Tail the tape. Jillian comes in thirty eight. Uh, to 29 years old, D- Delboni, uh, Jillian, one inch in height at 5'2 over 5'1, one inch in reach at uh, 63 inches over 62. So, I mean, other than the age difference, uh, pretty much even uh, across the board, um, height, weight, and reach. Let's see what the heck happens here. Jilly Bean DeCourcy, that's funny. <laughs> Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, main event. Five rounds. You think this goes five rounds? I don't know. I don't want to jinx it. We, the, everything else has gone to decision. Remember last time I was like in the middle of talking about a record and stuff, and she just dropped Van Zandt, so I'm actually trying to pay attention to this now, yeah. this time. Make sure uh, folks that watch this uh, drop comments in. If you watch this or you watch along, let us know if you liked it. We'll do more of these. Um, for other events, um, I'm gonna do that watch party thing from my phone. That uh, for the one on Friday, if anybody has Amazon Prime and wants to check it out, it's 8 p.m. Eastern start time for the card as well. Yeah, yeah, the um, the closed caption is like rough. <laughs> that's why I'm not like I don't want to say one of the words that came up before during the, the Machado I was just like I don't think that's I, something tells me that's not what was said yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad it's a, it's you know YouTube's an AI doing it so you know they haven't flagged us yet, yet for anything stupid but we're also a small channel but uh you know And look at they say the, the the cleanest cut guy in, in this business. They 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 suspended his channel for like a week. James Lynch, and he had to do all kinds of appeals and stuff to get it back. So really, you know, I, didn't, I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah, it happened like a year ago or two years ago. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Then now I thought you meant recently. Well, Jillian looks tall, like more than an inch taller. <laughs> She looks like she's like three or four inches. Her, her demeanor literally just changed like in the last 10 seconds. Yeah, she got a scowl real quick. Yeah, she was like all smiles and now she's like in kill mode. Predator mindset. That's the book she, her boyfriend, like had her read to kind of like prepare for. And we're off. Touch of the gloves. Some apprehension on both ends here. 
Leg kick that misses from Delboni. She probably threw that that way to see if she went for a takedown. I don't know if that landed or if that was checked. That's two inside leg kicks that Delboni went for. Not a lot of action in the first minute here. A little bit of feeling out. Yeah, I mean, it's for a title, so there's a lot. A lot of time to work. Yeah. Both fighters jabbing. Jillian's Jillian's pretty quick. Nice in and out. Key is if there's going to be some of these rounds where it's just kind of feeling out is to make sure you're the more active. Mm -hmm. Steal this round. I'm wondering if Delboni's looking to target like her liver. She looks like she's dropping her hands to draw her in to to kick with that lead leg to her midsection. Ooh. I think that right hand landed. Yeah, I think so too. A little left hook, check left hook there too. Both fighters still standing in the middle of the ring now, right in front of each other. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice little one two combo there. Inside leg kick landed for Jillian. Yep. On the exit. Jillian walks into a right hand halfway through the first round. Going to be interesting to see how this goes. I feel like at some point we're going to get some kind of grappling (laughs) exchange. Right now, both fighters are throwing some stuff back and forth. Some mean intentions. Mm Mm-hmm. They're both like sharp, like all the shots they're throwing are quick and, and Ooh. yeah. Just uh a... oh Ooh, right nice hand. overhand right. Yeah. Jillian. Best punch of the round. Couple couple more of those and we got ourselves a new champ. Yeah, she didn't miss that by much. Yeah. Demoni comes in. Presses up against the cage. Yeah, that was probably because of that right hand. She's like, "Let me, let's stop this." Yeah, yeah, she didn't miss that by much. Still clenched up against the cage. Jillian working a couple of knees, and Delboni responds with the knee of her own. She's going for a takedown. Going for that single leg. Now going for a double leg. Nice. She's hoisting. There you go. Nice. Oh, Jillian reverses it to the mount. She's in the mount, folks. Dropping a bomb, taking the back. 100%. This is chance. She did like the 100% door off of the takedown. It's really nice. Looking for a naked choke, and oh boy, oh boy, 
We might have a shock of the world and a new champion right now. Yo, yo, it'll be the only finish on the card. Oh, oh, she has no. the It's Don't right there. Don't let go. Don't let go. She's. I can't tell where her uh, her other arm is, but the, her left, right arm definitely. Oh, oh it's in. over. She's got her. Get sleep, it. sleep. Oh, she's gonna go out. It's over. Yeah. She's gonna tap. She wants. Yeah. It's over. Oh, <laughs> and new champion. Yes, unbelievable. <laughs> She did it. She's got it. She did it with a first round finish. That's oh what's my. up. That's what's oh up. Oh my. I got to put the sound Woo! on this. We'll come through the speaker, but I got to hear it. <laughs> the crowd is going wild. Stunning fashion. Announcers can't believe it. She made her pro debut in Invicta and has worked wow. her way to a world champion with a first round finish. Wow. 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. Just, wow, first round, two first round finishes. And now she's champ. Well, she stuffed the takedown and then was able to like reverse the the double A takedown attempt and just instantly rolled into mount. From that point over, Doboni gave up her back and um it, I mean within five, eight seconds, she was sinking in a choke that took her twenty seconds or so to work, but um it was pretty clear that she she was in a great position from the minute she went down to the ground. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations, Jillian DeCourcy. That's all I can say is Yeah. Congratulations. I, that is yeah. unbelievable. That hey, is man, unbelievable. You, you she got a focused. gigantic smile on her face. Predator mindset. It's the book she rec- that that uh, her boyfriend recommended that she's Recommend it when I talk to her. That's I almost say you should risk us getting kicked off YouTube right now and just play this. They're getting the belt wrapped around her and let them call us out on it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as long as I don't play the sound, I think I'm all right. But I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get the photos and stuff tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I'm probably pushing it, but it is. The corners wow. laid. Yeah. She looks That's like her boyfriend. Yeah, got yeah, tears, tears getting close. I got Mike England had been the referee. She would have been able to choke her out <laughs> twice. That's the only, uh, <laughs> only disadvantage. Here we go. I'm gonna put the sound on for myself here. Yeah, tell me what she says. I don't want to, cause I don't want it to go into my into the stream, but because I know the closed caption is probably not accurate. You can tell it's like like still sinking in for her. Four yeah, minutes yeah. and forty nine seconds of round one, so it was there was only ten seconds left in the round. I didn't see that on the clock. She's gonna explode when they make the announce, official announcement. They wrap the belt around her way. She's gonna freaking fly. She's gonna shoot. Her. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Jilly Bean the Unbelievable. Jilly Bean on the screen again. Winner by submission. They Woo. said her name too. Jilly Bean Lionheart to Carsey. Uh, if they said all her names, they'd be there all night. <laughs> Jilly Bean Lionheart Dickinson. This one just came across the. <laughs> Is that what they put on the screen? <laughs> that's that's what's all... <laughs> that's your champion. You're gonna fuck up her no, name. No, no, no. That, that's what the uh, that's what the the no, closed caption was. Oh, on the on closed caption. All right. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That was worth the weight of a long card. Let's see what she says. She's getting ready to get interviewed. I'll try to give you the best I can. 
I, I'm I'm playing it now. I don't know if you can hear it, but yeah, I'm just gonna try to talk and see if fucking uh, fucks YouTube up now. Yeah. At a girl. <clears throat> She's just saying that uh, she heard the uh, coaches telling her that the clock was running out, counting down the clock as she locked in the rear naked choke. Choke she's been working on well lately. Felt good when she locked it in and she knew it was over. Heading to Vegas to go celebrate. Go ahead, girl. I think Don't it's time go- for that Atlantic City Invicta def- title defense. Seriously. Like, not for nothing. Now you got a champ. Like, she literally I- will pack the house. That's a dope-looking belt, too. Wow, hopefully she bet the house on herself because I do think she was like a three or four to one underdog. Could have been a nice. Yeah, for sure. Wow, wow, wow. They're going to show the replay. Yeah, she does 100. I, I saw her when she cinched up the, the far arm. Off of the the because uh, uh, Del Boni goes after her right leg. Watch when she switches to her right leg, Gillian reaches over her the uh, over her back. See see her left hand, the glove pop through, and that they so that's like a hundred percent in wrestling. She just pulled her over and went yeah. on top. She got said the butterfly mount. butterfly sweep there. See, I think the beautiful, thing is when she beautiful. when she gets her down, she throws a laser a laser you know ground and pound strike, much like the the straight right she throws and i think that's just big when you you know you make that fighter turn and give her back real quick when the minute hits the ground you just you come up with a laser you know a lot of people kind of pitter patter the strikes she was going to go vitor belfar on her if if she didn't give up her back i wonder what she's saying here what is she's asking for a rematch already well, you got you got finished first round. What's what's the what's the questions? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why they gave her the mic. This is disrespectful to Jillian, honestly. Let her have her moment, girl. You just lost your title after winning one MMA fight in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Jillian's gonna let her know what's up right now. Yeah. Jillian's saying how Who's much from, she respects her. Depends what uh, Shannon wants to do. I'd say show up in Atlantic City. Let's do it right, or, yeah. or let's do it in the uh, let's do it in the in the Hulu Theater there, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the it, it's there. We talked about it before she even beat. Uh, yeah, that Lindsay. was a little. I agree with you. That was a little stupid to to let let Delboni like like get the like uh, not I mean, no no disrespect yeah. to Delboni, but she hasn't. Uh, I mean, they always interview both parties in the main event, so that makes sense. But like like one of the cardinal rules in ring interviews is you don't surrender the microphone so yeah it was just kind of odd i i don't i think that you, you give her her moment you don't need to be challenged or to rematch mm-hmm. and it just comes off kind of weird like you just got choked out in one round so um but holy shit holy fantastic. shit uh, fantastic i mean Fant- th- fantastic just... <laughs> i love I, it this is great i i 
shown replay again. I mean, it's just amazing that uh, she was able to work her way up and, and the way she did it with two finishes, just I two violent if, uh, finishes. It was a violent yeah. choke even. I mean, you just, it's, it's, uh, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to do a write-up for that submission. You know, I do these write-up submissions. I'm waiting for it to see if Invicta puts up the highlight. There, it's already up. I'm going to share it on Twitter. So you I mean, you see. can't have, you talk about making a name for yourself, you know, to the, to the public, that's two fights in a row where you just went out there and, and, uh, you know, had one of the knockout, you know, one of the most violent female knockouts mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you follow it up with a first round submission, um, in a fight where you're, you know, right or wrong, you're <laughs> four to one underdog. Um, I mean, that's just, uh, Kevin Nicholson, PT. <laughs> Thank you for watching, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Kevin, make sure if you don't follow Jillian, definitely follow her uh, as her quest, uh, even at 38, just seems to be beginning. Um, and give uh, Kevin to follow, too, because he does some good stuff on, on absolutely, Twitter. For, uh, absolutely. Talking about injury recovery and stuff. The PTs for physical therapy. So, yeah. I. Uh, but yeah, I, man, this is, uh, this is some shit. This is, this is a fantastic like i don't know if i'm going to sleep after this <laughs> like i'm literally like and I'm, i don't want to bother her you want to know what's funny i mean she and i are friendly or whatever but uh well you know this but folks folks that know me know that my phone where i spend my daylight hours at my cell phone doesn't work so twitter is like the best way to get in touch with me and that's how she and i kind of communicate uh Shocker, because she's she's on Twitter often too. So, but um, I I I I'm I'm literally like, I I I feel like one of my own daughters. Well, <laughs> just want just want a title out there. I so. mean, wow, I, I, I especially I, I, especially in the card that we were like like oh you know they're all decisions. I I, I didn't want to like jinx it like you said. In my mind, I'm like, if a finish is coming, it's going to come in this fight. It worked out great. It gave us time to talk about what we wanted to, and then when the show started, it only lasted a round, and uh, it ended the way that uh, we were hoping. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just now. Now we get to talk about what's next for Jillian DeCourcy as the as the as a world champion in in the top female organization on the planet. Um, I so, mean, you know, you got UFC now. I mean, think the the doors are wide open now mm-hmm. for uh for potential at uh, um her really being able to, you know, continue this amazing yeah run so I, dream that she's on right now. All the conversations I've had with her, most of them are pretty much on this YouTube channel for folks that want to see. Um, she, I mean, she's pretty adamant that she likes fighting at the weight she just fought at that she's a champion at. She's done the one fifteen thing. She's told me. A few times she didn't like it. Um, I think, you know, if, if I don't know what the deal with one championship is as far as finally put doing a show with boots on the ground here in the U.S. Because usually you and I both know this, that if someone wins a title, there was a time when the woman won a title in Invicta, they got signed to UFC belt or, you know, someone picked them up. Since since Invicta has been on this Access TV kind of like we don't see it as often, but it's still kind of like if you want to find the best female talent in mixed martial arts, it's at Invicta FC. 
So when you hold a title there, like Jillian now does, she's literally the cream of the crop in, in for, for Adam Waits. There's, as far as I know, there's only Adam Waits, one championship, Invicta. And she's, she's been pretty adamant, too, about, like, she Invicta's her home and she wants to, she's going to do her thing there, you know, for a while. Even when she's done fighting, she still wants to be involved. She said that to me. So... Um, I wouldn't mind if she stood there and kind of defend the title a couple times and, you know, didn't, and they brought her on to do other things. She's great social media. She's the unofficial CFFC social media like person. Cause she, 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 she fought there too. So they better give her some shine in their next event. I know that I think that they're, they're there uh, next weekend parks casino, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, CM Punk will be giving her some, some dab on, 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 uh, when he does CFFC commentary, because, uh, yeah, I'm literally like, that was like giving me a shot of espresso. <laughs> no, it's great. It's a great way to wrap up the show. Yeah. Uh, 90 minute effort we put in tonight uh, to get to that point. And same uh, as last one, but yeah. I mean, yeah. just, I, <laughs> I love doing these. We need to, uh, you know, now we got a champion that's a friend of the show and uh, someone we can uh, obviously do this with uh, all the time. And, uh, and get to look forward to even number one contender fights now to go for her title. So, um, yeah, congratulations. Uh, I mean, she's got to just... she's got to sit in it, enjoy it. She's going to Vegas, like go have fun, get a little fat, have some chocolate or whatever, you know. And and then uh, you know, come. It's it's we're in the last quarter of of this year. Look, whoever wants a shot at that bell, you know, come get it in uh, in uh, January or whatever the the hell. When the warm weather comes, maybe hopefully in Atlantic City, maybe maybe you could come down and we can make a whole thing out of it. If, if, if Invicta would finally come, how are you going to put it in a Halle Berry movie, Invicta in Atlantic City, and and you never been there? You, you got to. I'll say it right now. If if they put her in a title fight in Atlantic City, I'll make my first trip to New Jersey to go visit you and go check out her title fight. I'll yeah. put that. I'll put that uh, video right now. We'll, if if that goes down, I'll book so. the rooms. We'll stay down there, <laughs> and we'll stay down there. They'll do a whole. Uh, we'll do a whole fight week thing for it 100 percent in on that one so again congratulations julian decorsi you did it you're a world champion uh, enjoy it a um, couple of your biggest fans here so uh, <laughs> we'll be rocking and rolling the rest of the night as well um as uh as, as you surely celebrate the night away Till then fans can check us out at combat hour on twitter coast to coast combat on instagram check me out at mma hawk on 20 MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. And as always, you can check out our show at allaccessmma.com. Check out allaccessmma.com for our video podcast, MMA news, and MMA stories. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great night. Congratulations, champ. We look forward to talking to you in the near future. Campaign. Tell them, pop some champagne and, uh, and uh, enjoy the bubbly. Uh, yeah. Good night, everyone. <laughs> the bubbly.